0: Welcome to Cleaning Up with Debbie Sardone, where America's top cleaning expert shows you the ins and outs of keeping a clean home and a clean business. From expert advice to cutting-edge interviews, Debbie uses her 30 years experience to bring you the insight you need to be cleaning up. And now, here's your host, Debbie Sardone. Welcome back to episode 27 of Cleaning Up with Debbie Sardone so glad you joined us again today. If you ever wonder if you can succeed at public speaking, don't touch that dial because I have an expert guest in the studio with me today and we'll be talking about public speaking and speaking for profit. You know, it's kind of funny, I was thinking before uh, when I was preparing for this episode about how my speaking career started over 30 years ago and it was quite by accident. I really had no idea uh, how or where that speaking platform would lead me. But I remember over 30 years ago being invited to speak on the subject of Speed Clean, which I was quite passionate about. Uh, many of you know that I own one of the largest independent maid services all across the country. And I built that thing from the ground up, or I, like I like to say, from the trunk up. Started cleaning houses out of the trunk of my car. And one of the things I did early on is I would speak to groups, usually moms, wives, mothers, working women, on the subject of speed cleaning. And I would teach them for literally two hours, how to clean their home in half the time, using the methods of speed cleaning, which was a uh, international New York Times bestselling book that I used to train all of my employees in methods of skill, quality, consistency, and of course, speak. And so I was invited to teach that as a course at some of the local community education classes. It was a lot of fun. I got to get in front of the community. I got to talk about my cleaning service and share some of my knowledge and expertise. What I didn't know then and what eventually over time I discovered is how speaking and, and public speaking is a way to elevate your position in your community. And it's a way to elevate uh, your, your brand in the community and to establish your expertise. I didn't really fully understand that and grasp that back in the day. But we are going to talk today a little bit about public speaking, professional speaking, um, and how people make money at it, how you can turn a skill such as speaking uh, in your own local community, or all the little free gigs that you've had the opportunity to do, how you can possibly turn that into a profession. So if you want to be a professional speaker, and you want to succeed at professional speaking, listen up, because I have an expert guest with me today in the studio to provide some advice and tips. And I'm talking today about Betty Garrett. Betty Garrett is a veteran CEO. She has over 23 years of experience with Garrett Speakers International, where she is responsible for the daily operations, strategic planning, and helping organizations grow their business with the right speaker. While her expertise is being the problem solver for her clients, Betty is also a consultant, author, and a speaker herself. She's my speaking mentor and friend Betty, welcome to Cleaning Up with Debbie Sardone. Hey, Debbie,
1: thank you so much for having me. What a joy to be here. Well, I'm just to
0: repeat that we were able to get you in the studio. You are an in-demand lady, and it wasn't easy to get you on the calendar, but boy, I was just thrilled when you said yes. So, we're excited about talking about public speaking, professional speaking, and making that transition and it's so interesting that with this program booked for today i i actually had a conversation with one of my consulting clients just recently and he expressed an interest in pursuing a public speaking platform and he asked me for some guidance on steps uh, to maybe take over the next few months or even years to succeed in this platform and i'm really proud of him for thinking strategically about his business and his brand. He's not just surviving today in today's moment, but he's planning
1: his future.
0: And he's keeping the end in mind and building a brand that goes well beyond the services that he provides today. And he sees a glimpse that possibly some level of speaking could help him. And like we discussed during uh, the break earlier, help him position his brand. He clearly has a passion for that. So what do you say? to people who have a passion for speaking, maybe they've already been invited to a few free speaking opportunities. Where do they go from there? What, what, what sets them apart and how do they use this passion they have to either elevate their brand or become a professional someday to get paid? Good question, Debbie. Thank you for sharing that story.
1: Also, what I say is you've got to have a passion. You've got to have a reason for getting up in the morning and if you're going to become a professional speaker or even even have a slight interest of, of wanting to go further in the speaking, make a business plan, because if you start floundering,
0: you cannot become a jack of all trades and a master of nothing. So talk about that, because there's a lot of people that are like, oh, I can speak on anything and everything. So talk about that, because it doesn't work in business, in general, to try to say, oh, I do everything. It doesn't work real well. Talk about that with the speaking profession. And, and
1: so many of the speakers make it real easy. Oh, I can do that. I can speak on that. Well, with the, the years of people that have been speaking and our audiences, they're very shrewd. And so you have to position yourself as an expert. You've got to have the creativity. You've got to have the commitment. You've got to have that passion, and I can't stress that enough that you've got to have the passion, you've got to have the expertise. What is it that you want to speak about for the next five years? Because you've got to hone in your skills to where you are the expert and clean for a reason, uh, accountability, whatever that type of is. management. Right, right.
0: But Creative. Branding. Something. Something right. you've
1: got to get. But even if you want to do it for brand awareness and community, be sure that you have an outline of your topic, outline of your three points that you want to speak on. Because once you hone in your skills for speaking and craft a message that may have three points and then follow with the stories, that helps your audience learn and position
0: you as the expert. You know, I, I like that you brought that up, that a speaker has this outline and there are three bullet points of things they want to get across. Public speaking should have an agenda. Of course, right. the agenda has to align with the person that invited you. It can't be your own agenda you'll offend the organizer or you'll offend the audience. But for it to really benefit both, you've got to have an agenda. You need to deliver what they ask for. Give it with integrity and skill, but you also need to know well, why am I there? Either I'm there because I'm being paid, so that's my agenda is to earn some income, or I'm there for whatever reason I have. I want to elevate my brand, I want to position my expertise in my community. So, and having those bullet points will help keep you on track, so you don't wander. That is true. But the, the basic question is, why do they
1: want you? The meeting planner or the person that's hiring you will tell you we're looking for someone that can come in and help motivate or inspire the audiences and with your story we think this would be the perfect fit so find out what their objective is and if they can't tell you ask what is the number one thing you want your audience to follow?
0: Excellent. because that will tell you, that will
1: give you an outline of where you what you want to sell and walk away with, and have takeaways for your audience. Whether you're a paid or, or whether you're just pro bono at this point or whether you're going to be a paid professional speaker. You've got to know what is the expected outcome. what
0: are your expectations. And sometimes people don't think to articulate that or they assume you know their organization or they know their audience. And so you have to ask if they don't volunteer. That's what our objective. What are you looking to achieve here? And how
1: long do I have to speak? Because you, you are just a piece of the pie. You're not the entire pie. So find out how long you have and how many people are going to be in the audience. And you may have a book. You may not have a book. But give them something of value. Look at any value that you can give to them. And, and, and don't be selling a book at the back of the room. There's a way to do that. And we can share that
0: later. Exactly. People are offended by speakers that are out there just doing a big, gigantic, long info workshop. They feel a bit used. And I like the fact that you, you emphasize that you need to know how much time you have because it really is the difference between a workshop, you know, a training moment, or a keynote. Right? If you have a short amount of time, you really cannot stuff a whole bunch of training and specific uh, you know, workshop-style information if you have 40 minutes. It's well, more of a key.
1: and another thing that's real real popular right now are the TED Talks, they're 18 minutes so remember you've got to in to
0: your message because that's becoming very popular more and more yeah, people have uh, shorter and shorter attention spans so when we come back after the break I think we'll talk a little bit more about what makes an in-demand speaker and we'll be right back with our guest Ben Gareth RNCN the number one source for premium talk radio. Everyone hates a dirty house, but who wants to spend Saturdays cleaning? There's the vacuuming, the dusting, the mopping floors, scrubbing the toilets, cleaning the showers, and who even has the time to clean the ceiling fans or wash the baseboards? And if the kids have a game, well, there goes the weekend. That's why I use Buckets and Bows Maid Service. I love my busy life and my clean home. We know
1: it's not easy dealing with a loved one who drinks too much, but there's help and hope at Al-Anon Family Groups. For a meeting near you, call 1-888-4-AL-ANON. That's (laughs) 1-888-425-2666.
0: Cleaning up with Debbie Sardon
1: on the Real News Communication Network.
0: We are back, everybody, and we are talking today with Betty Garrett of Betty Garrett Speakers International. And before the break, Betty, we were talking about. What makes an in-demand speaker? Because I know there's a big difference. There's, there's people who think they really speak good and everyone should hear them, and then there's people who are an in-demand speaker. So, what makes an in-demand speaker? Oh, it's how
1: supply and demand. But first of all, you've got to have a relevant topic that everybody wants to listen to. You've got to have research-based content. And you can go on the internet and create your point all you want to. You've got to have engagement because audiences want to be a part of your presentation. You've got to have audience participation and you've got to change up every so often. It's like every 90 seconds because the mind, the brain, goes in and out that quickly. So you have to continue to keep their attention, engage your audience, and you've got to be expert. I cannot tell you that you have got to really hone in on your skill. What's the purpose? What what makes you tick? What gets you up in the morning? And once you have this passion of, then you can define yourself, do your research, and become the expert. And you've got to be a great storyteller with some humor in it. People want to see you as just, just like them, and they so want to feel your pain it and, and help you.
0: So, gone are the days. Gone are the days when a speaker stood up there and just talked to the audience for 45 minutes. That is, I kind of honed in on it when you said, there has to be some audience participation. And I assume part of that is people you will know, lose their attention oh, if they're just sitting there listening. Right. Wow. So tell us a little bit about that. How much, how little, you know. Tell well, us a little bit about audience participation. First of all, let me go
1: back. People now do not want you to be a jack-of-all-trades and a master of none. You've got so many shrewd audiences out there and they've heard and seen everything and can speeches are gone. So what do you do to engage them? You have to have possibly some activities. Uh, you can even ask a question and wait a minute, and let everybody raise their hand. This gives them the, the feeling that they're part of your presentation and, and they rely on you and your energy. So you've got to have creativity. You've got to, you've got to hold them in the palm
0: your hand. You know, nowadays there's so many people sitting in the audience with cell phones. And it's so easily for them to get distracted that if you're not engaging them, if you are not involving them in that speech, there's too much risk that all of a sudden their eyes will wander and now they're checking their Twitter feed and they're posting on Facebook or checking their email and now you've lost your Right. Now, some speakers will issue you
1: to be engaged with your cell phone and they will have questions in a, in a place where you can I've seen that recently yeah, before, yeah, before. you can take yeah.
0: polls around the, like, the
1: workshop or the speech excellent, but be careful in just a minute, I'll tell you something else that's going on but you also need a signature speech in order for you to become a professional speaker, you have to own it you have to have a signature speech and I'm telling you Everybody makes it look easy. But they have a team of people behind them. They've got writers. They've got coaches. They've got consultants. Look at your athletes. Look at your Olympians. They have coaches. They have consultants. So why should professional speakers be any different? They can help deliver your message
0: to a higher level. And I'm really glad you mentioned that because let's just park that for just a moment. There are so many people that think they can wing it in business. They, they never hire coaches, they never hire consultants. Oh, I've been doing this forever, why do I need a consultant? I've kept consultants in my life nearly the entire time I've been in business. I've had a few st- stupid years where I did not have consultants in my life. And how much further could I've gotten if I had coaches and consultants? So, for the last 20 years, I have kept consultants in my life, and even though I've been speaking for 10 years, and sometimes I get paid for it, not often, but one of the things you help me see is I also need a speaking coach. I need someone to help me refine my skills if I want to command those fees that I think I'm worth, but you can't just hang out your shingle and say, I'm worth this much if you really how honed your skills professionally. It's one thing to be a good speaker, right? A little entertaining and you know your craft, but it's another thing to be able to deliver when people are paying you good money and they have expectations. Well, remember, you want to be the extraordinary speaker
1: because once oh, and by the way, I got to tell you that the number one marketing tool is your speech. Absolutely. So if you're not getting spin-offs and leads from business from your speech, there's something wrong. Yes, you may be getting a standing ovation. Anybody can do that. If that doesn't lead to business, you didn't nail it. That's right. And so your consultant, your coaches can help tweak that. Because you may be saying something that's out of date, and you don't know that. When you have fresh eyes and fresh ears, can help hone in on what it is you need to be doing a little bit
0: differently. Or the the business that you're in, you may be the top expert, the top guru, and you can help everyone in that room, but your speech is so poorly designed, so poorly delivered, that you haven't raised the confidence level of people in the audience to go ahead and take the next step after the speech and hire you. Thanks, Debbie, for bringing that up. Because let me tell you, again, you can be the expert if there's
1: not chemistry between you and the client, I'm sorry, it is not going to work because there's just, I've developed the sixth sense and I know when somebody can do a particular audience or not, but I want the speaker and the client to talk because if chemistry's not there, then it's not going to, work. it's not happening. And I, I
0: totally get what you're saying because people need to walk away from that audience feeling like, she gets me or oh he gets me he gets me that person can solve my pain and that person has the solutions if you do consulting or or if you sell a specific product every speaker has a brand reason for why they're up there on that stage or at least that's where it starts and sometimes they they go into extreme success <laughs> and their reason for being on that stage is they're a highly paid speaker but not in all cases and most of them go when they start there right
1: and, and you, it, we can kind of move walking we had to crawl we had to learn and along we had to ourselves so, so, up so why right. is different than this and once again, you've got to have presentation skills that are flawless, or you can have a, have a conversation with your audience. Don't be lecturing, don't be preaching, right. because we want to take you home with us, whether that's by a book, whether it's buying a product. We had such a great feeling about you and your presentation that we really want to take you home. So
0: get in the heat of the moment. You know, what you just said is so true. I was listening to a speaker recently. In fact, we talked about him before the show started. And one of the things he said that really resonated with me is he said, when you're speaking to your audience, they need to feel you are one of them. Excellent. If they feel like you are way above them, untouchable, unreachable, they won't connect with you. He said, they need to feel that you are like me. Absolutely.
1: They want that authenticity from you. They want to know that you put your clothes on just like I do and you have been through the trenches. You were not born with a
0: silver spoon in your mouth. Exactly. In fact, that would turn off an audience so quick. So what other qualities would you say a a successful in-demand speaker must possess?
1: Oh, you've got to have the energy and you've got to have the stamina and you've got to be committed that you know this is going to be a hard road. But I tell you, once you get the opportunity the sky is the limit. And you can make great money out of this. You get to travel. You will have long-term contracts. You'll even have sponsorships. And so people are going to want more and more of you, so you will start developing product. And, but, but the basis is that you've got to have a relevant topic. And you've got to be perceived as an expert. I was talking with one of my speakers the other day, and he said, Betty, I spend a minimum of four hours a day on content development. So, see, guys, you can't just it. It is important. You have a message that people can take home because you want them to have
0: takeaway. You know, I'm glad you mentioned that because people look at a public speaker or a professional speaker up there on the platform delivering a 45-minute message and they're thinking, wow, I think I want to do that. They were paid $7,500 for 45 minutes. How nice. But the reality is for every 45 minutes on the stage, you probably spent four to five hours in preparation or more. I know for every hour I speak, whether it's a keynote, or a workshop, sure. I'd spend a minimum of five hours exactly. yeah. so,
1: I mean, it, it, And you think the clients sometimes will say, well, I've only got 30 employees, or I've only got 300, and you're going to charge me $7,500 or
0: 10000 Help me understand. Well, I've been working on that for 30 years, right. and Five or six hours customizing my message for this platform, and then if it's a full-day workshop, i put 25, 30 hours into prepare, uh, preparing for a full-day workshop. So it's really an incredible concept to become a professional speaker. And after the break, we are going to talk a little bit more about this topic and how to get noticed, how to get booked. We'll be right back with more insights, Wisdom and practical advice from Betty Garrett of Betty Garrett Speakers International. If you're enjoying this episode of Cleaning Up
1: with
0: Debbie Sardone, give us a rating on iTunes today. Who says green can't be clean? Here's a tip that many professional home cleaning services already know. You can power through the grime in less time with our 100% naturally safe speed cleaning products. Don't waste your time with the products that don't work. Our non-toxic cleaners are safer on pets and people, yet tough on dirt. If you want to clean your home in half the time, visit speedcleaning.com and sign up for our speed cleaning tip of the week. The Center for Animal Research and Education is a non-profit providing a permanent home to over 50 abused and abandoned big cats in DFW. Come out for a tour and meet our amazing lions, tigers, and leopards. For more information, go to carerescuetexas.com. You're listening to Cleaning Up with Debbie Sardone on the Real News Communication Network. We've been talking today to Ben Garrett of Garrett Speakers International. And before the break, we started talking a little bit about getting noticed and using our our speaking skills in the marketplace. And I couldn't help but think about how many times I, as an audience member, Betty, where I've been attending a conference or convention, and I remember sitting there thinking and knowing that that person was paid very well to be up on that stage, and and thinking, oh my goodness, I I actually could have nailed that speech better than they did. I, I could have delivered that with more skill than that person, who is clearly making a lot more money than I need when I'm doing public speaking. So if you think you have these skills, you've been told you're really good at speaking, how does a speaker get noticed? How, how does a speaker get booked? Do you have some practical tips? Here's what I would do if
1: I wanted to get booked and noticed. I would be writing my heart out for major, major magazine I think to post law, fast, ink, fortune. I would also be contacting television and radio so that they can. I would give them a reason to have me on on the station as a guest, as a guest, and and let them bring me in because I'm the expert in X Y Z or whatever that is pertinent for the moment. And right now, if I was a sports psychologist. I'd be on every radio and television talking about the mental advantage and game day information.
0: Oh, because the Olympics is so popular right now, and a psychologist might think, well, gee, who would want to interview me during the time of the Olympics? But if you're a sports psychologist, that just plays beautifully in with the agenda of the networks.
1: Right, well, and, and you can talk about game day mentality. Everybody talks about the four years that it takes to train and, and all you have to do, but nobody talks about game day mentality and what you have to do that particular day. But that's how you get noticed. Keep writing those articles, especially if you like to write. And if you don't like to
0: write, get a writer on your
1: team who can capture your essence your tone, everything about you, and write about
0: your expertise, right. and get those published right in publications, in all, magazines. all of the major media,
1: magazines, or media, and then I would also write a book, now, let's talk about books now, some people think, oh, I have to go to Main, Street. Main Street, no, 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 now, there, there's, there's some controversy mainstream to me is your free book. At one point in your life you're going to want to write a major book. The book you have in your heart, okay? But to get started, why don't you do something like do a self-published book. You can make a ton of money just on self-publishing because I know speakers that are doing $30,000 of income. Just on this little bitty book that's got less than 100 pages with 10 tips on how to be successful or 10 tips on how to throw the canoe or
0: how to barter for a living yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so help us with that so you're here you're, your one elevator speaking platform every time i'm in a speaker's environment they say do you have a book so luckily i'm able to say yes but i can't say it's my dream book so tell us a little bit about the difference when you're going to use it to elevate your speaking opportunities, the difference between that dream book, you know, and that book that needs to be written to help you with your platform. What's the difference?
1: Well, well and, and it's small book. It's, it's immediate gratification. It's just like my God love them. You know, it's instant gratification. They want that. And in your mind you're thinking that dream book is going to take hundreds of pages, and it's 500 to 1,000. Nobody wants, items. and no one's going to read it, That's mom. <laughs> okay. So get a small book, a practical 10-tip, 5-tip, 7-tip, I don't care what you call it, but have something immediately following your presentation, because that adds credibility to you, whether it's a 10-tips, whether it's 100 pages, whether it's a 1,000 pages, and besides that, As you progress on the journey, you're going to have more information for that dream book than you do now. So it's just like the website. In order to be in demand, you have to have a website. You have to have a good video that that has your presentation. And I'm not talking about an hour-long presentation. I'm looking at a three-minute demo snippet. Absolutely, because real. Well that's right, because you've only got less than thirty seconds to capture your buyer. And so your your website, your video, your one pager, or your, your media, you've got to have stellar marketing materials. Yeah, if and your video takes
0: 30 minutes to even capture the interest of the person watching you're not going to get booked. you got to capture very interest in that first three minutes or, oh. or less or you less. Got 30 seconds and
1: I happen to be in a room with meeting planners looking for speakers and all they would do is <laughs> let <me>, uh, and <laughs> that's my heart. Because my speakers are all of my children and so when you reject my child you reject me. So come on listen to it. So
0: I, I hear you talking about yours. And I speakers, and, and that's why I reached out to you, because I want to tap into your expertise and your 24 years of experience. But tell us a little bit more about what a bureau is, a speaker's bureau is, and how it helps the speaker. Okay. First of all, once you start
1: gaining momentum and you're now in supply and demand, bureaus will want to hire you. Now, a bureau is nothing but a marketing arm. For you. We're not your sole marketing plan, we're a piece of it. Because we have clients that call us that want to book certain speakers and once you have your stuff together, you're polished and you get the good housekeeping seal of approval from GSI, then I'm ready to offer you to clients that you may not have access to. And now let's talk a little bit about other bureaus. There's a couple of levels. There's an exclusivity type thing that will take you out of the market. You are with that bureau for three or five years. They don't co-work, they don't do anything. You are with them. And so if you go exclusive, that takes you out of the market for other opportunities. And I would look, I I do not. not,
0: You don't recommend it measure of
1: public wants to do 20 engagements at $175,000 a year or whatever the charge is and then you have a speaker management. They will take you they will manage you they will work your leads, they will do everything but you're going to pay them a retainer and a commission then you have a boutique bureau like I have out uh, minus mom. It's about you because I want to get to know my speaker. I want to be a strategic partner with you, and I want to be a strategic partner with a client. So I and I get paid from your gross fee, and most bureaus will have a commission anywhere from 25 to 30 percent, and you're the driving force of that. So. So it's in their best interest, of course, to book you. Excellent. Their reputation is at stake
0: if you are not ready to be booked, even if you think you're ready. Absolutely. And so so tell us a little bit about the services that you provide, because I know you get speakers who come to you, and you believe in them, but they're not ready. And they may crash and burn on a paid platform. So what do you do? to get people ready.
1: Well, I make sure that their speech is where it needs to be. Your presentation skills are up to speed. They have engagement, or they have a relevant topic. And and, and I can tell you about the relevant topics. Our audience is personal development they want to know about. Sales, leadership, change, transformation, those are some of your hot topics right now. And bureaus have a glut of speakers who are trying to get him. And there's just so much time. So, in order to get the attractiveness of a bureau, I would have someone on their website that you are a friend of and have Joe Blow call me and say, Betty, I've got a great, great person that needs to be me in your bureau and it's Steady Sort of. You need to look her up. So, I go to your website and I look at your video, and I watch the materials, and I, and I see if you really are and everything you need to, and I reach out to you. Or if I see you at a conference, please be sensitive to the Bureau of Owners. Don't think you've got to tell your life story immediately because you're trying to get to other places. Like, it's amazing how you know? people want to stop me in the bathroom. So I try to say that you know your name, We will talk later and let's make an appointment. So be sensitive of the bureaus because everybody wants to have the attention of the bureau because they think that's going to make them a break. We can only help you be successful. We to facilitate your success. We don't want you to fail because if you fail, I fail. And I can't do it.
0: So it's our job to be marketable. It's our job to be uh, you know, in demand. It doesn't just happen because we want it. Uh, speaker viewers aren't the direct daddy or bucks, they're just a facilitator. You make the process easier and possible for a really good speaker who is ready to go live for uh, paid speaking opportunities. So when we come back after the break, we'll hear more from Betty Garrett of Garrett Speakers International. And we're gonna talk a little bit more about the process that a speaker should take to become successful. Don't go away.
1: For America's wounded warriors, coming home can be a battle in itself. The USO provides ways for all of us to support our wounded warriors. Join us. Visit USO.org to learn how you can make a difference in their lives.
0: Hi, I'm Debbie Sardone, founder of Cleaning for a Reason. Our mission is to give the gift of free house cleaning for women undergoing treatment for any type of cancer. Our goal is to let these brave and strong women focus on their health while we focus on and take the worry out of cleaning their homes, completely free of charge. To learn more on how you can help provide the gift of a clean home to a woman battling cancer, visit cleaningforareason.org. the number one source for premium talk radio. You're listening to Cleaning Up with Debbie Sardone on the real news communication network. Welcome back to Cleaning Up with Debbie Sardone. We have been talking today with expert speaker guest Betty Garrett of Garrett Speakers International. And this has been just such a a great topic, Betty. Thank you so much for staying over after the break. We continue this discussion My pleasure. So right before the break we were talking about somebody who wants to become a professional speaker and what are some of the avenues that they need to take to really take this opportunity to the next level. Um, Especially if they may have been speaking for free, they feel like they've got that talent and they feel like they know they're ready. Um, They reach out to a bureau, they may find out they're not quite ready and you have uh, some consulting and Coaching opportunities to actually get them speaker bureau ready. So you can work with somebody who's really not quite ready yet. Right. right. If you see the potential. Right.
1: And, and don't forget, you've got a, an organization called the National Speakers Association. I strongly right. recommend going to their academy. If you're brand new and you think you want to do this, go to NSA Academy. And you've got local chapters all over the United States. So tap into them because they can also help groom you. But let's talk about those of us who have already been on the speaking circuit for three to five years, making a consistent $7,500 on your engagements. What is it going to take to make you more successful? Don't forget, you have to have office procedures, a process that can keep you alive. Hire an assistant because you can't do your marketing run your business, do your speaking, and everything else. Quit trying to
0: be a jack of all trades. Okay. You've already told us not to try to be that's right, that's right. There's no reason to be
1: superwoman or superhero. Super we need a board of directors. We need we need assistance to help us in the office. So why not get somebody that can help market you from those leads that you're going to get from that number one marketing tool of your speech and help keep the momentum going, and keep something in the pipeline. You need to have a contact management database so that your assistant can put those leads in there. You'll have lists that you will have purchased that you might want to engage. But remember, it's a whole lot easier to have somebody that's heard you to sell them and it would be a cobalt. It takes connection. That's why <laughs> right. that's why right. and it takes three at least three to five times to convert a co So why not get your warmly started and and send out emails, send out newsletters, keep in constant touch with
0: them. Well and, and like you said, if you've done a good job, if you are a good speaker, during that speech, people have decided that they know, like, and trust you. If they felt like you are one of them, then they feel like they know you. If you were fun and entertaining and inspiring, they would like you. That's right. And if you appear to be the expert and you are truly delivering quality content, then they will trust you. That's And so why not tap into that audience? So what I'm hearing from you, Betty, is speaking in and of itself needs to be treated like another business. Absolutely. You want to be successful. You need to treat your speaking platform even if it isn't full time. Right. Treat it like a business. Absolutely. Have a
1: business plan. Have a marketing plan and decide percentage of time you're going to devote to speaking. Percentage of your time. How much you're going to do for writing and developing a product. What's the percentage of your time? Are you going to be consulting and training? I have a young man that I, and, and I say anything that a hundred engagements or less a year is where you want to be positioned. Anything more than that, you are looking for trouble. I had a young man that was doing 200 events. He was killing himself. And I so tell I us
0: about that, looking for trouble. Are you talking about exhaustion or inability to keep up? I will leave up. I mean, you got
1: to travel. And traveling today is not like it used to be. You, you have a lot of energy that's being extended from the, the, the client that just hired you. Now you're going to have the same energy that your next day client's going to have. And it, it drains you. absolutely speaking, case. drains you. I mean, I know
0: I'm, I'm physically and mentally exhausted after a 45-minute speech. Right. And I remember one time I did a two-day conference. Mm-hmm. And they were very long days I had a lot of information. People were flying in from all over the country and some of them out of the country to attend this training conference. It's very niche-specific. And I was basically teaching maid service phone how to grow their business. And I packed up a lot of information. So my adrenaline was up, up, up all day long. And then I would do things with them at night socially. And then on again the next day, all day long, adrenaline, adrenaline non-stop. Right. I literally, at the end of day two, it was like 6 p.m. when I finally got up to my room, got my, my room key, got into the hotel, and I literally had to fall to the bed. That's right. My husband was there, luckily, and I just sort of collapsed on the floor, and I said, I have nothing left. I can't even walk to bed. I have nothing left. And if I had looked a flight that night, yep, I would have missed it. I physically had nothing left. The adrenaline had drained me. So tell us a little bit about that. If you, if you are draining and then on to the next event. You've got to have time to reach, rejuvenate, recharge
1: your battery. And you are on stage 24/7. No matter if you're on the platform or whether you are networking with them, you're on stage 24/7 to go to your rooms or get out of public view.
0: That's true. And you they are watching so it. and people want
1: want to talk to you. Oh, I've got this great idea. And I think I can be a great right. I have this problem you it with this. I get this product and I, and I think I'm going to take it to the next level. But here, I mean, let me tell you, it's an emotional roller coaster. So be prepared for that because you are the expert in, you know, the platform is where you change lives or you open up the blinders for people to change their life, or you are the thought provoker to open up their blinders, get rid of the blinders, and let's move and
0: change and transform and go to that next level. I'm really glad you mentioned that because it's not just business. It's not just elevating or positioning your brand. You are, or you have the potential, to change lives right. and to give people hope or maybe they have none, that's right. Or to solve a problem that has been festering in their mind or in their business for years. You have that opportunity. It is your obligation to deliver. That is sure. your obligation to be your best when you get out there on that stage and not be already trained. That's right. And spend,
1: that's right. Because my clients trust me. And they trust that I'm going to give them the very best out there for their for their solving their problem. So you're there for a reason, typically it's to solve a problem that the organization is having, whether it's keeping employees, uh keeping anybody. Yeah, yeah, sales are down, whatever the case may be. But it's very serious to somebody. Yes it is. Yes it is. And for anybody to take it lightly, this is your profession. This is your business. So why not treat it like a business? Because you can not only be known as the expert, be the change person, and change people's lives, but you can make a lot of money in this. But do not go into this business again. You're going to make a lot of money, because they will see right through you. You have to have the patient.
0: Since, uh, I was just, that was an expert. <laughs> It cannot be about wow how much money can I build from this audience and I have been in those speeches where the person from the stage, although very talented and very skilled, lost everyone in the room, shot their credibility, all the pieces, because it was apparent very quick into the speech that they were there for one thing, and that is to reach into the pockets of every person in that room. I've been in those speeches. And it's it's shameful. It's, it's shameful and it's tragic because if they have skill and if they have credibility, right, and if they really do have solid content right. behind their speech, like those, those people will come begging to hire that person. Absolutely, they don't have to take their pocket during the speech. And I'll be to buy your book. I you would, I In fact, yes. recently after a speech, <laughs> I went up to the speaker and I said, How do I buy your I want them all right now. Right. <laughs> right. And, and autograph. Because he, he did pitch that from the black no.
1: no, But you, there's there's ways to do that. The person that introduces you, or the person that thanks you, will say something like, "Why don't Debbie wants to meet everybody at
0: the at the table at the back?
1: Be sure to go by and see her because I know she wants to meet everyone of you." and it a, was
0: mentioned at the end by the, the person introducing them. That's right. But it was not sprinkled throughout his speech that, well if you'd like to learn more about this, you should get my book, or you should get my TV. He truly delivered. He delivered content and value and quality, and that left me wanting more. Absolutely. And like I said,
1: it's a business, so let's treat it like a business, but it's also heartfelt. And sometimes you have to divorce yourself from some of the feelings because people will drain you dry. I love it. I love them. We're all nurturers, and we all want to help Joe Blow, but there's just some of the Joe Blows that just suck the energy from us.
0: Absolutely. And you've got to spend your time with those people that truly want help, and they're there to learn. And really, as a speaker, your obligation is to connect with everyone in that room as as much as possible, and give them what they need, and make sure your content is solid, it's factual, it's well-researched, And you nail that speech for their benefit, not for your own. And don't forget audience participation. Audience Audience
1: participation because that's another way of of getting their hearts, minds
0: and souls on your side. Well I can't wait to work with you more. I know you've been mentoring me and I can't wait to learn more from you because that's an area that I look forward to doing is inserting more audience participation. So if you've enjoyed the show today, please share it with a friend. If you'd like to learn more about speaking professionally, you can visit our Facebook page to learn how to get in touch with Ben Garrett. Go to Cleaning Up with Debbie Sardell. Until next time, remember to keep cleaning up in business. The digital destination for premium talk radio.